Welcome back to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. I was raised in a Protestant household. My uncle was a minister. My grandfather was the most devout man I had ever known. My mother was a believer, and my father was a Texan. I'm not really sure how that fits in, but I loved him, and I continued to pray for him. I did marry a Catholic girl, and we raised our family in the Protestant faiths, but eventually I found my way in the scriptures to Rome, much to my wife's delight. And now my whole family is at home in the Catholic faith. When I became Catholic, Father Charles Simple, that's spelled C-I-M-P-L, was the pivotal player in my family's life. His love for Jesus and people was intoxicating, and he loved my family. He just retired recently, and I caught up with him to see what God was doing with him now. Well, Father, just tell us about what's what's happening right now in, in your life. Yeah, well, I, I retired uh, in the 1st of July. I turned 70 in April, so I was able to uh, request a retirement from Bishop DeGroote, and of course was accepted. I knew I was in pretty good health. Probably could have, uh, Bishop DeGroote even said, do you want to stay on a little bit longer? And you know, I decided it would be good for me to help around the area here and even the diocese. So I have been in various parishes already. Uh, the things I miss about it is uh, being in Holy Spirit or any parish is uh, I really miss the kids at the school. I love to go into the school. Every day I'd go over from my office to the school at some point just because they were just so refreshing. So if the day was going bad, I could always go down to the school and the kids would all run up and give me a hug. And I miss that. And also miss just being with the same community every Sunday or Saturday, because, you know, when I looked at Holy Spirit, I was there for seven years and, you know, I knew what people were going through in their lives. And it just was different when I go into different parishes. I've been in Sioux Falls uh, a number of years, so I do know a lot of people, but not to the extent when you're a pastor of a parish and you really get to know the people there that, uh, that you're really part of their lives. Yeah, and I still help out in a few funeral homes, too. They kind of call me. So I was at a funeral uh, at George Boom yesterday, and then I have one this afternoon at one at, in Brandon, and I have one on Friday back at George Boom. They always call me for, like, people that are saying, well, he was Catholic, but we haven't really. They said, we got just the priest for you. So I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing all these funerals at the uh, I had so many years of teaching at O'Gorman way back when I started as a priest. So I've always stayed pretty much connected with the school. And then I was on the school board for a number of years as a pastor here in the parish. So in the parishes in Sioux Falls. So I do, I get, I have more time to go to O'Gorman events, probably more than I've ever had because my nights are generally pretty free. So I go to a lot of, of course, the football games, the volleyball games, soccer, you know, and just sometimes just go to the school and, hang out and uh, and have lunch or something with the coaches and teachers. And so I have a lot of connections there. Um, I'm living in downtown Sioux Falls, and on my deck, I can see uh, two uh, establishments, Smithsfield, the packing plant. And, of course, I've had a lot of history with packing plant with Simple Meats in Yankton and worked a lot in the packing plant. And then right above that is the prison. Well, one morning I was doing my morning prayer, which I often do now on the deck, and I looked up there and I saw the packing plant and thought of, you know, all my times of working at Simple Meats. And then I looked at the prison and thought of the corporal works of mercy, which uh, one of them is visit the prisoners. So I got a hold of Father Eckridge, who recently took on the prison. 
And I said, Brian, uh, do you need help at the prison? He said, oh, this is like a godsend. He said, you know, nobody really thinks about it. And I said, you know, I was praying about what one morning I looked up there and I think I need to go visit the prisoners. And so I had to go through a pretty ex uh, extensive background check. They didn't find any felonies. And so last Monday, they finally called me and said I was free to go in. And the last Saturday, I had my first Saturday evening mass, which was for Sunday in the prison. It was a beautiful experience. I hadn't been there since 1986 when Father Turnus was living with me, who was the chaplain of the prison. And uh, there were guys that remembered me <laughs> from 1986. So that some of them are lifers there. I had about 50 men uh, for mass on Saturday, and it was just a beautiful experience. They have a, a little bit of a choir, and they're so appreciative. And uh, and so uh, I'm going to be helping out at the prison on a kind of a regular basis. So that's really been a, a it was really just kind of came through prayer. And I just thought, you know, I should really do something like that to kind of uh, get back into it. And I, I really, I, I enjoy it. It's not like I, it's kind of in interesting when you go in, you know, you, you can't bring anything in. You just take your driver's license. Everything else is stripped off you, except your clothes. And then you, they slam the door behind you. They give you kind of a, a thing to pull if you're in danger. Makes a loud sound. And uh, but you know the, the guys, the, there's there's guards around, and the guys are just they couldn't be more appreciative. They just thank me and thank me and thank me for coming and coming back. And and uh, so it was. I just decided to do that. And uh, I really, it was, it was really a joy-filled experience for me. <laughs> Even some of the prisoners said, you like coming here more than we do, I think. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, you know, I said, you guys, you know, you really do know how to pray and worship. You've been through so much and, uh, you know, and, and the faith is what the one thing they hang on to. It's really, it's really amazing how faith is very important to them. And so many of them would come up to me personally and just say, hey, you know, what they're going through. I heard confessions there before Mass and after Mass. And it was really a beautiful experience again. So another guard, and then you finally, they close the doors behind you. So for some guys, I think it would be kind of a, a freakish experience. They might not they <laughs> might not like it too well. But when you get in there and you're with the guys, it's like, well, it's really, really. And you know, a lot of young guys too. Well, it's, a, it's, it's sad, but in a different sort of sadness in a sense of uh, I'm so glad I can bring the Lord to them in that, in the presence of the prison, because they really do. It's really a big thing in their lives and they really appreciate it. You can see it there for them. It's, it's a big event. It's, they have to sign up for it a week in advance, all their activities. So like on Sunday, they get a list of all the activities they want to do. And if they do something wrong, get out of line there, that's all taken away. So it gives them kind of a motivation too to they want to be there for the mass. So yeah, yeah. for me and and even there was a couple of people there. They said yeah, you know, and I just like talking with them and to them. I just uh, it gave a different homily. To, it was a great one one to preach on uh, this weekend because it was on Thanksgiving. It was if you remember, it was the lepers being cured, and I talked about you know about the devil. Uh, I talked. I gave the story of this guy that uh, was walking. He was hunting one day and kind of got lost in the field and the, you know, with hunting season coming up and he sees his barn and this barn had, it was an old barn. He walks in, there's all these seeds in there and they were all marked and all the seeds were marked like with the capital sins, like greed and selfishness and envy and hatred and anger and lust. 
And they were kind of in little buckets, but there, there was one big barrel of seeds called seeds of discouragement. And all of a sudden, this uh, this devil's helper comes in. He's gathering the seeds, and this, this hunter asks him, hey, I, I see all these little buckets of these, but why is this big bucket of seeds of discouragement? He said, oh, because that's the ones we use the most because it grows so fast. It's People just right get into it right away. It's just uh, the other ones, you know, kind of come and go, but the seeds of discouragement, those just grow like crazy and really gets the devil on our side. And so and so uh, he said, well, does, does everybody, everybody grow in everybody's heart? He said, only there's only one way to have any sort of antibiotic or, or vaccine against this, and, and that's people that are grateful. When a person's grateful, we can't, the seeds of discouragement don't work. And so I, I talked to the prisoners about this. I said, you know, you have a lot of reasons to be discouraged, uh, t- more than I can even probably even in my mind come up with. But when you're grateful, it won't come in. When you have gratitude, regardless of where we're at, when we're grateful that God just gave us life, God gave us opportunities for forgiveness, God gave us opportunities to begin again, then the seeds of discouragement won't sow in. And so many of them came up after and said, wow, you know, that's really very powerful. And so. So I just kind of walked around with them and talked about that, and you know, so yeah. So there's enough for me to do. He's an original and more authentic than Johnny Walker Blue. He has a voice that only angels give to men, and he can preach it in stories and scripture and in everyday things. But more than this, he just loves in a simple way that you cannot miss when you're around him. In the book of Ephesians, it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.